Well, hey there, this is Keith. Listen, before we start the episode today, I just wanted to take a moment and speak directly to anyone who might be listening who's still in the closet. Well, the first thing I want to tell you is that's perfectly okay. Do what is best for you when it is best. Never let anyone else pressure you in this decision. But let's say that you are thinking about coming out, or there's a part of you that really does want to come out, but you want to do so very carefully, very slowly, very strategically, and even very selectively. Well, if that's you, my friend, I've got you covered. I want you to go to the show notes and use a link there to check out my Selective Outage Method digital course. I think you're going to be surprised, and I believe it'll help you as you plan your coming out. All right, let's get on with the podcast. Hi, I'm Dr. J.P. Fred. Just call me. For the last 30 plus years, I've had the opportunity to speak, teach, and perform for audiences all across the United States. Side note. I'm also a professional comedy entertainer. For the last 40 plus years, I have been in the business and educational worlds and self-employed for most of those as well. I am the published author of both fiction and nonfiction books, and I have had the pure pleasure of mentoring hundreds of people over the last 30 plus years. So yeah, I've accomplished some things, but I've also had some failures. I've had setbacks. And I can tell you, I've also experienced true loss. It's through all of that, the good and the bad, that I have learned. After all, I've earned every one of these gray hairs I got. So, it is those experiences, my education, and my creativity that I use to try to communicate with you, to help you, and to encourage you to change and shift your impossible to possible. Side note, and a disclaimer, I am not a medical professional, nor am I a licensed therapist. So if you need that particular help, please do consult a local professional. So grab a coffee, have a seat at my table, and let's chat. This is Coffee with Keith. Hello, my dear friend. Welcome to Coffee with Keith. I'm so glad that you join me today. I don't take that for granted. I really do appreciate it. Have you subscribed to the program yet? Whatever platform you're listening to this podcast, please do subscribe so that you'll catch every episode. And let me just tell you, um, I've got a couple more weeks of uh, the Motivational Monday and the uh, Thirsty Thursday, but I've decided because I'm so involved in trying to coach and so involved in trying to create courses that um, I think that was just a little bit more than I can handle right now. So I'm going to back off of that and strictly do the Wednesday episode. I didn't want you to expect that on a weekly basis for the long term. Okay, so I just wanted to share that with you. Today's episode is all about this question. Are you afraid to ask? Are you afraid to ask? Now, I got that question and that thought from the gospel of Mark from the Bible. I was reading Mark 9, verses 30 through 32. And in it, I read the story and it kind of made me think about this, okay? So I'm going to kind of share a little bit about what's going on in the text. And then I'm going to tell you why this kind of spoke to me. And hopefully it might speak to you as well. In the story, Jesus is with his disciples. They are traveling through Galilee, and they are on the way to Capernaum. Now, Jesus has carefully 
uh, try to avoid big crowds. He's trying to stay away from them. He's wanting to spend intimate time with his disciples and travel with them, unbothered by other people, because I think he had a purpose. And that purpose, we find out from the text, was to share with them, his disciples, the passion, which if you're not sure what that word means, the passion is basically the, the word we use to to signify the the arrest and the the uh, trial and, and the crucifixion, the death, and then ultimately the resurrection of Jesus. So he's talking to them about his passion, the upcoming events that will in, unfold. And I think that he really wanted to spend that time alone with them so he could begin to share that more thoroughly so they could they could understand and in his mind maybe prepare for what was to come. The problem was that the disciples didn't understand what he was trying to share with them. So instead of doing what you would think they would do and say, wait a minute, Jesus, we, we, we don't get it. What, we don't understand what you're talking about here. What, 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 are you, what are you trying to tell us? Which is what you would expect and what I would expect reading it. You know, that makes sense. They're going to ask him what he means because they don't understand. Instead, the Bible says, even though they didn't understand, they didn't ask because they were afraid. Huh. They didn't ask because they were afraid. And I had to think about that. I'm going, wait a minute. That doesn't even make sense to me, really. Because these are the disciples. Now, now, correct me if I'm not, you know, I, I think I'm right here. You know, I have studied this book a time or two. But these are the, these are the same guys that were like fishing Jesus comes up and says, hey, I want you to be my disciples. Follow me. And they drop their nets and follow Jesus, right? These are the same people that left everything and started following Jesus on a moment's notice. These are men who had spent intimate times with Jesus. These are men who had seen Jesus do amazing things already. These are men who had listened to Jesus teach and share already. These are men who had spent virtually their every waking and sleeping moment with Jesus. So when I read that and I I, I think about it, I'm going, now why in the world would these disciples who were obviously close to Jesus, intimate with him in relationship, why would they be too afraid to ask him? So I really thought and prayed about that for two or three days this week before recording this podcast. And then I think, at least in my mind, I came to a conclusion. My conclusion is this. The disciples, I think, were not afraid of Jesus. What they were afraid of was the topic. You see what I mean? I don't think they were afraid to ask Jesus a question. I think they were afraid to ask Jesus about this question, about this topic, about this painful thing he was discussing with them. Which then led me to this thought. Are there times in our lives when we are afraid to ask? Are there times in our lives when we are afraid to ask? And I could think of 
I can think of a situation right now. It just pops in my head. I can imagine when someone goes, you know, I, uh, well, I'll tell you what, let me give you an example from my own life. You could tell by the tone of my voice that I am a man. I, di- I am a man, identify as a man. But while I was having a stress test on my heart one time at a hospital, they found a pulling of the dye in my left breast. And so, believe it or not, this guy had to go and have a mammogram because they thought I had breast cancer. Now, some people are going to hear that and they go like, what? A guy with breast cancer? And truthfully, yes. In case you didn't know that, men can get breast cancer. So here I am, worried about my heart, which, by the way, turned out to be perfectly fine, and only discovered that I might have breast cancer. So I remember the day so well, I drove myself to the hospital to have this mammogram. Now, to be honest with you, my doctor sort of thought that I probably did. He was optimistic that we could take care of it, but he thought that it might be that case. So I'm driving myself to the hospital. I'm there by myself. I go into the mammogram all alone. I go through that unpleasant experience that you women know oh so well. At least I hope you do. Get your mammogram if, if you aren't. And then all, after it was all over, the doctor walks in. And at that moment, I'm almost afraid to ask him, what does it show? Do you know what I mean? Maybe you've been in a situation in your life when you were that same way. There was a, a moment where you you really didn't need, you wanted to know the answer, but you kind of didn't want to know the answer. Well, thankfully, he said, I was all clear. There was no breast cancer. So in that case, happy ending. But it just illustrates, I think, one of three reasons that I came up with why we are afraid to ask the question. Now, I know there are probably a multitude of reasons, but I'm going to give you three that I thought of very clearly, and then I'm going to give you three ideas that I want to end on today in this episode. Okay, the first reason I just described. It makes us have to face something uncomfortable at times. See, that that's a contextual idea I get from this text because I think the disciples were truly afraid to face what he was talking about. They didn't get it. But in their minds, they realized it it didn't sound good. And so they wanted to avoid it. And you know, we do the same thing sometimes, don't we? Things are coming along and, and things get unpleasant and we will do anything sometimes to avoid that topic, including asking the questions. And instead, we will spend our time, our focus and our energy on other things often that are just trivial. Instead of dealing with that thing that's hard, that thing that's important, but we know it's not easy. So the first reason I think we avoid to ask is because it makes us have to face the uncomfortable. Number two and three are not as much from the text. They're more experiential that I want to share with you from my own life and and my own uh, working with other people over these years. Number two, we think it makes us look weak. And... (laughs) 
I can tell you, I have worked with so many people over the last 30 plus years that had this situation. In fact, they, they, they struggled with just the ability to come and get help with me. Why? Because they felt that made them look weak. The word is pride. Folks, sometimes we're just too prideful. We're too prideful to ask for help. We're too prideful to ask for the answer. We're too prideful to admit we don't know. (laughs) And you know what? That's not good for us. It doesn't serve us. And truthfully, there's nothing weak about getting help. In fact, in my mind, I think that shows great strength. I think it shows great character. And I would venture to say that there's not a single person that you can think of that is successful in life, in whatever capacity and whatever genre you want to think of. I bet there's not a single person you can think of that didn't ask for help along the way. I mean, think about an athlete, how many coaches they have had to pour into them and to teach them and encourage them. Everyone needs help. But some people, (laughs) I know, are too prideful to ask for it. So that's another reason why we don't ask the question, pride. The third reason, because it could open up a possibility of ridicule. I think this is the far exception. But I've also worked with people that felt very intimidated asking questions or help. I saw this when I taught school very clearly. I saw some students that that knew answers, but they were afraid to even give an answer because they felt like they couldn't speak or they felt uh, you know not comfortable in, in speaking out and being perhaps judged by their classmates. And when I spent time talking to these people, these students sometimes individually, I would find out a lot of times it was because there was something in their past, an event in their past, an occasion in their past, where someone ridiculed them for a statement or a question, made fun of them, even said that they were stupid. Uh, I cannot tell you how many times I have heard that same thing repeated. So if a person has been ridiculed and even made fun of at some point in their life or asking a question which everybody may have thought was a dumb question, for instance, then that experience gets locked away in their subconscious mind. And then it toys with their feelings, their emotions, when it comes time for them and the need for them to ask a question. So a good third reason that people don't ask is because they're afraid it might open them up to ridicule. Now, I'm sure that there, like I said, I I know there are many more. I just wanted to offer those three. And like I said, one was contextual to to the biblical text and the other two were things that I've experienced in my personal life and work. Because, yes, there are a couple of times I was too proud to ask. I I admit that, you know. I think we all have been at some times, but it's not a good idea. All right, so I want to give you three things I want you to think about for this week. 
and I'm going to use the word ask, A-S-K, and on a piece of paper, if you have one, A-S-K vertically. These three things to be reminded of as we go through life. The first is this, acknowledge that you don't know it all. Acknowledge that you don't know it all. Can I tell you that the more letters I have behind my name, the more understanding that I know that I don't know? Because I think the more we pursue knowledge, the more we realize we don't know it all. And we also need to acknowledge that we can't do it all. In fact, that's why so many people experience burnout in this world today. Because for some reason, they can't, they think they can do it all. So, again, the A and ask, acknowledge that you don't know it all and you can't do it all. S, seek the help of others when you need it. Seek the help of others when you need it. Again, that doesn't make you a weak person. It makes you a smart person. It makes you a person who goes like, you know what, I don't like where I am now and I want to get to a better place or I don't know what I need to know to get to that better place. I need to seek help. And in fact, I mentioned early on in the beginning of this program that I'm now offering very limited personal hour coaching. If you want some help, I will give you an hour of time. We'll schedule that if we're a good fit. You email me and tell me a little bit about yourself and what your situation is. And if I think it's a good fit and and I think I can really help you, then you and I will schedule an hour to sit down and we will talk. And we're going to help see what's going on. And I don't think that's a cowardly thing to do. I think that's a smart thing to do because you know if you need help. So seek the help if you need it. What about the K? Well, As I was thinking about this one, I came up with this idea. Knowledge is a two-way street. Knowledge is a two-way street. When someone comes to another person for knowledge, for help, they are sort of a dependent person on on that, the person they're going to, that mentor, coach, you know, whoever, boss, whatever the case may be, teacher. But immediately when that person goes and asks for help or knowledge, they have begun, if not previously, at at least at that moment, a relationship. And that's a good thing. But here's the other flip side of that coin. Like I said, knowledge is a two-way street. People who just pursue answers, people who just pursue knowledge, people who just pursue things for their own benefit, I don't think are doing things the right way. I think that knowledge is to help and serve others as well. So knowledge connects us with people who can help us and teach us. And knowledge helps us connect with other people to whom we can be a help. So in that way, it's a good thing. All right. That's based on Mark chapter 9, verses 33. 32. Maybe you have uh, something going on in your life right now and you just don't know what to do or you don't know the answers or you, you just feel stuck and you can't figure things out. Well, all I can tell you, don't be afraid to ask for help. 
And one of the places I think you can ask, or let me say, what I should say is one of the people I think you can ask, is God himself. Because he's there to listen, to help, and to answer. All right, guys, that's it for me for this episode of Coffee with Keith. Thank you again so much for listening. Please, please, can you share this this uh, podcast with your friends and families and coworkers and and the and the cat and the dog? You know, share it with anybody. Just help me if you would reach people so that we can uh, work together and partner together to help people in this thing we call life. Until next time, let's heal those hurts. Turn your impossible to possible, and may God truly bless you. Bye-bye.